Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 244, and it's titled Penis Problems penis solutions. (laughs) Okay, so what are we going to be talking about in this show? Well, the idea came from a listener who was asking uh, for more information on a particular penis problem called an ejaculation. And I thought, okay, sure. You know, I love when uh, listeners, viewers uh, come with suggestions like, hey, Here's, here's what I'd like to know more about. Could you do a show on this or could you do a video on this? I, I love that because this show and this information is really for you. And so I want to be providing the type of content that you want. So I love when that happens. But I thought, ah, that's not really a full show worth of material. Uh, so what else could I do with that? And I, I just realized that, you know, There's a lot of issues, some of which we talk about somewhat regularly on this show, but some of which we don't talk about that often. And so I thought, what if we put them all together in one show and discussed some of the most common problems that men can have with their penises, what causes them, and how can you solve them? So we're going to talk about erectile dysfunction, we're going to talk about premature ejaculation, we're going to talk about anejaculation, we're going to talk about delayed ejaculation, retrograde ejaculation, uh, Peroni's disease. So there's, there's a lot of things there. And, and I can tell you that we, you know, both Celine and I, in the years that we've been coaching, have run into every single one of these issues personally with clients, except maybe for the retrograde ejaculate. That's the only one I can't remember. If Celine were here, she'd probably tell you, oh yeah, I've, I've had a few clients with that because she worked with a lot of people over the years. So she's probably run into that. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but So we're going to talk about each one of those. We're going to talk about what causes it. We're going to talk about what you can do about it. Um, Some of the advice comes, you know, straight from mainstream medical. But then, of course, I'm going to add in our own personal experience and some things that are outside the box that you may not hear all that often. But before I do that, word from... uh, My sponsor, do you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed? Then check out Power and Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. Now, you will hear me mention powerandmastery.com, or at least Power and Mastery, multiple times throughout this episode. I did not design this episode to be a giant commercial for Power and Mastery. However, As I just said a moment ago, many of these uh, problems are things that we ran into in our coaching, and so we specifically created our courses to address a lot of this stuff. 
And so, you know, as we, as we go through it and I talk about ways that you can fix it, I'll reference, hey, yeah, this is in this course. It's in, you know, power up your erections or it's in master your ejaculation or it's in sexual mastery, right? I'll, I'll let you know when those things are appropriate. Um, and again, I didn't want to make this a, a giant advertisement for that. Uh, the course has been doing great. I've been getting fantastic feedback. So it's not like I really need to do that. But uh, I want to share this stuff with as many people as I can because I know it works. I get great feedback and I want to help people. So, okay. Number one, erectile dysfunction. What is erectile dysfunction? Everybody's heard the term, but what exactly does it mean? Erectile dysfunction, also known as impotence, is the inability to get and keep an erection firm enough for sex. Now, that's interesting because most people, when they think about erectile dysfunction, they think about, well, it just means you can't get an erection at all. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily mean that, but it means that you can't get one that is firm enough for sex. This is a really big problem in society today. We are seeing it more and more. And here's an interesting thing talking about Celine and my experience doing coaching, um, we have seen over the years the age of men showing up with erectile dysfunction has gotten younger and younger. So, you know, Celine was doing this work for nearly 20 years. I've only been doing it for about 10 years, uh, you know, coaching specifically. Um, And, you know, she, early on in her career, saw that, you know, the average age was men in their 60s who were coming and going, look, you know, I'm in my 60s, I'm having trouble with erectile dysfunction, you know, we still want to have an active sex life because we're not dead yet, right? (laughs) Um, What can I do about it? And then that turned into men showing up in their 50s, and then their 40s, and then their 30s, and even some in their 20s. Yes, Celine had coaching clients that were literally in their 20s experiencing erectile dysfunction. So uh, I don't know what the stats say about that, you know, as far as, you know, how many people in each age group, but I can tell you from personal experience that as the years go by, they show up younger and younger. Uh, So it's really affecting a large number of people from our personal experience. So what causes ED? Well, There's a rather long list. I'm just going to pretty much read through them pretty quickly. Uh, I have a lot of um, penis problems and solutions to cover in this show. So I'm going to try to go through each one as best I can. Obviously, I can't give you the entire everything there is to know about each one in one show. But the idea here is to identify what the problems are. Because sometimes people haven't heard of some of these problems and they're like, they're like, I don't understand what's going on. So, so you'll understand what the problem is. Uh, you'll understand what's, what the causes of it are. And I'm going to give you ideas on how you can solve it. And then from there, you can go and do more research and get help and, and that sort of thing. That's the idea here. Okay, so what causes ED? Heart disease, clogged blood vessels, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, certain prescription medications, tobacco use, Peyronie's disease, alcoholism, sleep disorders, treatments for prostate cancer or enlarged prostate, surgeries or injuries that affect the pelvic area or spinal cord, 
low testosterone, depression, anxiety, or other mental health conditions, stress, and relationship problems due to stress, poor communication, and other concerns. Woo! That is a long list of things. Okay. We could talk about each one of them and how you address each one of them, but that would be an entire show in and of itself. And I don't think it's necessary in this context, but I do want to talk about a few things. So erectile dysfunction is something... It's something that, you know, Selena and I have worked with men with for a long time. And, you know, the first thing we always say when we talk with somebody, you know, here we are, we're in our strategy call, somebody signed up to work with us, and, you know, we're talking about their issue. And the first thing we always say is, okay, number one, first thing you have to do is go to your doctor and rule out that there's a physical problem with your body. So... That's the first thing that you want to do. What's interesting, too, when, when researching this, because, I mean, I, I know what we do to address this, but I also want to give you what, you know, mainstream medical does to address it as well. And so I was researching on the Mayo Clinic's website and on how to fix it. And what I thought was interesting was they didn't actually tell you how to fix it. All they had was a small section on prevention, Okay, prevention's great. We always want to prevent things uh, before they happen, if possible. But what if it's already happened? Well, great. According to the Mayo, you're, you're out of luck. <laughs> they did have a link uh, to uh, ED treatments, and all it was was a page that just talked about contacting your doctor and working with your doctor. Well, okay, great. That doesn't really tell you what you could potentially do. But let's talk about their prevention strategies. Okay, number one, work with your doctor to manage diabetes, heart disease, or other chronic health conditions. See your doctor for regular checkups and medical screenings. Stop smoking. Uh, avoid alcohol. Don't use illegal drugs. Exercise. Take steps to reduce stress. Get help for anxiety, depression, or other mental health concerns. Okay, that, that's all great advice, and I highly suggest that you do those things. Uh, they're mostly... Uh, preventative, but again, they don't address like what happens, okay, you have this problem already, what do you do? Now, like I said, when somebody comes to us and we're in a strategy call and they say they've got ED, first thing we say is, okay, go to your doctor and rule out the diabetes and the heart disease, or, or if not ruling them out, at least get them addressed, right? And then if your problem doesn't go away and it's still there, that's when we can come in and work with you. So we always suggest that people go ahead and uh, get the physical stuff checked out first. Um, because, you know, for instance, one of, the, one of the things on the list here was uh, certain prescription medications. So we know for sure, documented fact, that certain prescription medications affect your ability to achieve an erection. This has been well known for decades now about certain antidepressants, that they don't all have that effect. And so, you know, it's always a question I ask when I'm in a strategy call with somebody who's, who's you know, telling me that their issue is ED. One of the first questions I ask is, are, are you on antidepressants or any other major medications? Because we need, to, we need to know that because that is likely a cause. And so it's possible that working with your doctor, you could change 
which medication you're on because there are often alternatives that don't have the same side effects. So that you want to address all that physical stuff first. Now, I can also tell you that the overwhelming majority of men that have reached out to Celine and myself for help with erectile dysfunction did not have any real physical health problem in the way. Okay, well, if they don't, then why are they all suffering from ED? And this is especially true. Remember, I started off this section talking about how the age was getting younger and younger and younger. So, you know, with, with the men in their, you know, 50s and 60s, it was a bit more common to see actual physical health problems that were creating their erectile dysfunction. But with the younger men, you know, in their 40s, 30s, and even 20s, most of the time it's not a physical issue. It's more psychological or habit. So, okay, if, if it isn't a physical problem, then what do you do? Well, one thing that we do when we work together through coaching work is we try to find out what's in the way. So, you know, we talked about at the end of that long list of stuff, depression, anxiety, mental health conditions, stress, relationship problems due to stress, poor communication, and other concerns. These are all things that we get to when we do coaching work with clients to figure out what's in the way. What is preventing you from really achieving an erection? Because a lot of times it really is a psychological issue and it's something that we can pinpoint, pinpoint and work with. Okay, what else? Uh, porn use. This is another thing that we really have to look at when we are coaching somebody with ED. How does porn use affect that? Uh, mindset issues. There are totally mindset issues. So there can be things like um, uh, performance anxiety. That's a big issue that can often cause erectile dysfunction. So that is something else that we look at. We also work with our clients, helping them fix their diet, not only to improve their health, because that will improve a lot of the physical factors that are going on, but we also help them with uh, a diet that is high in nitric oxide, which is an important part of achieving an erection. We work with them to train their pelvic floor muscles because weak pelvic floor muscles can also contribute. Uh, and, you know, if you really want to go more in depth into some of this stuff, we did an episode, uh, and I'll try to remember to link it in the description, with uh, Dr. Judson Brandeis, who is a urologist. And he wrote a fantastic book. In fact, I used his book uh, for some of the information when prepping this show uh, because it, it is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to men's sexual you know, issues and how to fix them. But go listen to that episode that we did with uh, uh, Judson Brandeis. I think it was called um, something that the modern disaster of men's sexual health, I think it was called. And I'll try to remember to link it in the description. Uh, but he, we, we really got to talk with Dr. Brandeis more specifically about these things like nitric oxide and all that. So uh, another shameless plug for Power and Mastery. We cover nitric oxide uh, and diet and mindset and porn use and basically all of these other things uh, in our Power Up Your Erections course. And just so you know, so I won't have to say this again throughout the rest of the show, 
Our sexual mastery course is our flagship product. It has sexual mastery. It has master your ejaculation and power up your erections. So master your ejaculation, power up your erections are free bonuses that we throw in when you purchase the sexual mastery program. So if you purchase sexual mastery, you've got all of those. You can, of course, also purchase just the power up your erections uh, where we cover a lot of this stuff specifically uh, directed at ED. Um, so uh, train your pelvic floor muscles was the next thing. Why that's important is because there, as, as Dr. Brandeis would say, when it comes to erectile dysfunction, you got two main things going on. You got pipes and you got signals. So pipes is all the plumbing, right? The blood vessels, how they fill up with blood, how the blood is held in there, how it's released. And then you've got all of these signals in the body that signal the body what to do. And so those are the two main areas that, that he deals with as a urologist. And so pelvic floor muscles, sometimes what can happen when they're really weak is blood can flow into the penis, but the muscles are not closing and keeping the blood in the penis. So that's why training pelvic floor muscles could be important. Dr. Brandeis also is uh, sort of on the forefront of some newer technologies like shockwave therapy and PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. Again, we talked a whole lot more about those in that episode, so go back and listen to that one. But that is sort of the quick list of what you can do to address erectile dysfunction. So deal with your physical issues first, find out what's in the way, look at your porn use, change your mindset, fix your diet, add nitric oxide, train your pelvic floor muscles, and then maybe investigate shockwave therapy or PRP. A lot of this stuff, as I said, is in the Power Up Your Erections program, and it is also stuff that I work with men all the time in coaching programs. So I hope if you experience ED and you're wondering, okay, what's causing it and what do I do about it, that that at least gives you a place to start. Obviously, I can't cover it all in, in one episode. All right, so let's move on to the second penis problem and penis solution, premature ejaculation. So for each one of these, we're going to go, what is it? What causes it? How do you fix it? For everything that we're going to talk about today. So what is premature ejaculation? Well, the International Society for Sexual Medicine defines premature ejaculation as the form of male sexual dysfunction characterized by ejaculation within one minute of penetration. And then I put in parentheses, some people use two minutes. Okay, one minute or two minute. That's how they define premature ejaculation. Now, I'm going to repeat something I've probably said, you know, this is episode 243, and I've probably said this 200 times throughout this podcast, but I will say it again. The two main studies done on how long men last uh, have shown, one study showed three to five minutes, the other study showed five to seven minutes. So you can see why they would consider premature ejaculation one minute if they consider normal three to five. I can honestly tell you, I do not consider three to five or five to seven to be normal. I mean, it is normal in a sense that that's what probably the majority of men are, are, are lasting out there. But when you look at how long it takes a woman to orgasm from the same studies, which is 20 to 30 minutes, there's a huge disparity there. 
So we wonder why so many women are not satisfied sexually when it's taking them 20 or 30 minutes to reach orgasm on average, which means 50% of them take longer than that. And most men are only lasting maybe seven minutes. It means women are getting nowhere near uh, enough stimulation to reach orgasm. So based on our work that, that Celine and I had done for so many years, we define premature ejaculation quite differently from the medical definition. And we defined it as ejaculating before you want to. That's a big difference. So even mainstream medical will admit that ejaculation and orgasm are two separate things. Now, what's interesting is, is for a long time, that was only some weird, esoteric, tantric, you know, teaching that you could actually separate them. And a lot of people still do not understand that you can separate them. But in Dr. Brandeis's book, it, he even says right in there, they are two separate things that generally occur at the same time, but they don't have to occur at the same time. They can be separated. So what Selena and I have always taught men to do is to separate those so that you can last as long as you want, and then you get to choose when you want to ejaculate. So maybe, maybe you're 40 minutes, an hour in, she's already had two or three orgasms, and you're both feeling pretty complete, except you haven't ejaculated yet, and you decide that you want to, then you can allow yourself to ejaculate. So for us, we believe that premature ejaculation is ejaculating any time before when you wanted to, meaning that every time you ejaculate is when you decided this is when I want to ejaculate. So that is a very different definition, which means you might have to do some different things to achieve that level than what the mainstream medical says. So what causes uh, premature ejaculation. A little bit shorter list here, but you'll see some similar things uh, as the list for erectile dysfunction. Uh, number one is hypersensitivity. So uh, the penis is too sensitive. Two is body chemistry, meaning potentially high thyroid, low brain serotonin, or low testosterone, or some combination of those. Uh, muscle tone of the pelvic floor. Mm, you've heard that one before. Health issues so, such as chronic infections, prediabetes, diabetes, neurological disorders, trauma, or surgery. And last one, psychological issues. So, uh, like I said, you'll see some similar things there, right? So, some of the body chemistry stuff, uh, muscle tone of the pelvic floors, health issues. Those are very similar to things that caused ED, but they can also cause premature ejaculation. Okay, so how do you fix this one? All right, well, again, if you have health issues like chronic infections, diabetes, neurological disorders, that sort of thing, you want to address those first. You've got to make sure that the physical machine is capable of doing what it needs to do first, all right? So, you know, if you haven't been checked for these things, go see your doctor, check it out, and... Um, if they determine that these things exist, work on them until you get them cleared up. If you're still having premature ejaculation problems, then there are other things that you can do. Now, I'm going to tell you the same thing here that I told you when talking about ED. I can honestly say throughout our 
practice over the years, the overwhelming majority of men who have come to us to work with us and who were experiencing premature ejaculation did not have a physical problem in a sense that they had a health issue or broken plumbing or something like that. Okay, well, if they didn't, then how do you work with this? How do you solve this? Well, one of the things that we teach is something called a mindful masturbation practice. Well, why is that important? Well, because one of the reasons that men tend to suffer from premature ejaculation is because they train their bodies to ejaculate quickly. And this starts young at childhood. They discover their penises. Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, I can have orgasms anytime I want. But I'm told that it's wrong from, you know, my parents, my religion, my teachers, whatever it is. So, you know, you're hiding in your room trying not to get caught or the bathroom for five minutes if you can get that much alone time in the bathroom. Um, So you are intentionally doing it quickly because you have to, because you don't have a lot of time, you're afraid of getting caught, whatever it is. Uh, There's also um, porn use. You know, porn can be highly, highly overstimulating for people. And so, you know, most of the time, the way most men tend to use porn, from what I can tell from the men I've worked with, is they get on their computers and they look for a particular scene or something that uh, they like. They put it on for a few minutes, they masturbate, they ejaculate, and five minutes later, they're done and they're moving on. Usually what takes them the most amount of time is finding the the one they want to watch. (laughs) But again, you see how that can train you to ejaculate too early. So the mindful masturbation practice actually retrains you. It teaches you how to last longer. And that is something that we teach you in the Master Your Ejaculation course. It is a fantastic uh, practice that you know, even if you don't have premature ejaculation, if you just want to like be able to last as long as you want, right? Um, It's a great way to train yourself to be able to do that. If you're having, uh, you know, a period of time in between relationships, you don't have anybody to have sex with, but you want to keep your sexual stamina and fitness, it's a great practice for that too. Uh, What else can you do to fix it? Look at underlying psychological issues. And this is, again, a a huge question we always, always ask. What's in the way? There are often problems, performance anxiety uh, being a big one. And the crazy thing about performance anxiety is is it's it's this like self-fulfilling loop, right? This like feedback process of you're afraid that you're not going to last long enough. And so you you build up all this anxiety over it and the anxiety then makes you not last long enough, which then creates more anxiety, which then creates you not lasting long enough, right? And you see how it just keeps going and going. So um, addressing those underlying uh, issues is important. Uh, learning practices such as breathing techniques, that is a great one in, uh, in pretty much all of our programs. When it comes to male sexual performance, we always teach a version of a breathing technique. Uh, even in, uh, again, I saw this, it was just funny because, you know, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago we inter- interviewed Dr. Brandeis. We made our programs a few years back, and we've been teaching this stuff even long before we made the programs. We always included breathing practices in there because... 
you know, it's something that we got from, you know, Celine from her Taoist studies, you know, studying under Montauk Chia and a lot of those, and myself uh, being a, a Tantra uh, background person and a certified Tantra counselor, and, and there's tons of breathing practices in, in both of those traditions. And so we had always included that because we know it works, because we've used it ourselves. And now I'm even seeing, you know, in Dr. Brandeis's book, he actually has that listed in there too. So this is, you know, mainstream medical also talking about using breathing techniques uh, to help with uh, premature ejaculation. So um, that's great. And actually, I'm going to give a round of applause to mainstream for uh, starting to pick up some of these uh, techniques that uh, we've known have worked for a long time. Uh, and then, of course, learn how to train and tone your pelvic floor muscles. This is key. This is a huge piece to learning how to um, really last as long as you want and how to master your ejaculation. And that's why we called the course that, right? Because once you can really train those muscles uh, and, of course, address the psychological issues and learn different techniques and all that, you really will become a master over your ejaculation. So uh, those are all things that you can do. Again, we teach all of this stuff in our Power and Mastery course. Uh, you can also, you know, work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I will teach you how to do all this stuff. You get an opportunity to ask me questions, and, and uh, there's dialogue and feedback, which can really speed up the learning process. So there you go. That is premature ejaculation. Whoo! Okay, we're about halfway through the show. Uh, we've got a couple more. One, we got like three more things to talk about. But before we do that, another shout out from my sponsor. Hey guys, do you know what makes a man great? You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, his physical body, being great in bed, a big penis, great pickup lines? But what if you don't have those or only some of them? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? I can help you. If you are ready to make big changes and finally become the man you have always wanted to be, then this is the program for you. To find out more, go to selenremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. That is selenremy.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. Link is in the description. So this is for my men's coaching program. And we cover a lot in here. So a lot of the things that we're talking about in this episode, I absolutely cover here. And But then this program even takes it a step further because we're really talking about not just how to make your physical body work, but how do you show up as a man in the world and in your relationship? How do you create that polarity? How do you um, show up as a really a, a strong, healthy masculine, the kind of man that women are irresistibly attracted to and that absolutely want to have sex with you, where they literally beg you to have sex with them? So that's, that's what that program is. It's fantastic. Uh, and, you know, what we address in there depends on where you're at because every program is custom tailored to you. So if you need to focus the majority of the program on fixing these physical things first, that's where we start. And if you've got that stuff handled and you're ready to move on to the next level, then that's where, that's where we start. Okay. 
So next, this is the condition that the uh, listener said they wanted uh, to know more about, and it is an ejaculation. So this is one that a lot of people haven't really heard of before. What is an ejaculation? Well, according to the Cleveland Clinic, people who experience an ejaculation are unable to ejaculate semen when they have an orgasm. So if you just separate the two words, the prefix an and ejaculation, it basically just means no ejaculation, right? Um, so it means that when a man orgasms, nothing, no actual semen comes out. So sometimes people confuse this with a condition called anorgasmia. Again, an, no orgasmia, no orgasm. What is the difference between the two? Because we want to just clear that up before we go down the an ejaculation uh, route. So an ejaculation is when orgasm occurs, but no fluid leaves your body. And orgasmia is when orgasms are absent or less intense, even after plenty of sexual stimulation. So remember, I just said when talking about premature ejaculation, that ejaculation and orgasm, two separate things, often happen at the same time, not always, uh, and you can learn to separate them. So in this case, it's not necessarily because somebody learned to separate them, uh, but because they are having orgasms without any ejaculation. So why? Why are they having orgasms without any ejaculation? Well, there's a, a pretty good list of potential reasons for that. I'll read them. Diabetes, infections, medications like antidepressants or alpha blockers to treat high blood pressure, uh, enlarged prostate, nerve damage from bladder surgery, prostate surgery, or pelvic injury, nervous system disorders like Parkinson's disease or multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, testicular cancer treatments such as lymph node removal, anxiety and depression, fear of pregnancy, uh, relationship problems, and stress. So again, we've got a mix of physical things and then non-physical things more psychological things. So I know that the listener who mentioned this mentioned that um, her partner's uh, an ejaculation was being caused due to, if I recall off the top of my head, it was a, a testicular cancer treatment. So that can be a little bit trickier to address, but I am going to give you some strategies for both the physical problems and the psychological problems. Okay, so how do we how do we deal with these things? Well, you know, in the beginning we, we mentioned diabetes infections, okay? So again, get healthy. You've seen that now uh, in in all three of the different penis problems that I've covered so far. In the erectile dysfunction, the premature ejaculation, now the anejaculation, you see things like diabetes and uh, infections uh, showing up, right? So it's really, really important. A lot of people just don't, they don't get how important the link between your physical health is and the performance of your penis. They're not separate. 
They are very, very closely linked. And the healthier you are, the better your penis is going to perform. And this is why we see a lot of performance problems as men age. Why? Is it because they're aging? Not necessarily. It's because as they age, they are less healthy for a variety of reasons. But you don't have to be. You can be older and aging and still be healthy and still have raging erections and still be able to control your ejaculation and all of that. So obviously, cleaning up your diet, exercising, uh, doing everything you can to get as healthy as you can is going to have a direct impact on all of these uh, sexual dysfunctions or penis problems, as I'm calling them in this episode. Uh, medications like antidepressants or alpha blockers, we talked about that, right? So again, you, you can't just not take your medication, but you can ask your doctor, hey, look, I'm experiencing these symptoms. Are there other medications that could do the same thing as this, but not have these? Sometimes there are, and you, you might be able to change that. Uh, okay, so things like nerve damage, uh, nervous system disorders, things like that. These are all, again, physical things that you need to treat. Uh, and then we come to, you know, spinal cord or testicular cancer treatments, lymph node removal. So the, the, basically the trauma and the surgery type stuff, which surgery is a trauma. I mean, we, we just have to be honest with it, right? Uh, we tend to think of surgery as, as uh, a thing that is helpful to us. Like, oh, this is great. You know, we had surgery, we fixed the thing. And it is. Many times it is. But it is also a trauma to the body and can can cause some of the negative side effects of trauma, both psychological and physical. So we need to understand that. I'm gonna throw out a truth bomb there for that one. I, I missed a couple of truth bombs earlier in the episode, but uh, at least we get one in in, in this episode. Um, so there are uh, potentially some things you can do about that. Now, when researching this and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how do you fix this problem? None of the medical authorities that I consulted really tell you anything about how do you fix it when, when it's the result of surgery or trauma or something like that. Uh, they all revolve around, well, does this make you sterile and can you still have children? So you might be thinking that, well, yeah, obviously, if you're not ejaculating, you're not going to create any kids, Right. However, just because you're not ejaculating doesn't mean that your body isn't producing sperm. So that's an important distinction to make. So if you are experiencing this issue and you do want to have children, know that it is possible. So all of the uh, medical authorities then skip right over, well, how do you fix it? And just go right to, well, if you want to have kids, what, what treatments do we have available to allow you to have kids? And so they have some treatments that can artificially stimulate orgasm uh, and ejaculation with the intention of retrieving the sperm so that you could then artificially inseminate it. So they have something called penile vibratory stimulation. Uh, this is where you apply a specially designed vibrator to the tip of the penis. Sensory nerves carry the vibrations to your spinal cord, causing ejaculation. As many as 6 in 10 men with an ejaculation ejaculate with PVS. This therapy may take place at home or your provider's office. So, so they're basically hyper-stimulating uh, and trying to get those 
um, signals to the body. So remember when we were talking about, um, uh, you know, pipes versus signals. So this is a way to get those signals in. There's also something else called electroejaculation. And so if PVS doesn't work, a healthcare provider may insert a probe into your rectum to directly stimulate the sensory nerves near your prostate. This probe sends mild electrical pulses that cause you to orgasm and ejaculate. This procedure may take place under general anesthesia. Okay, so you could potentially do that. But here's the interesting thing. When I read this, all of a sudden light bulbs go off in my head and I go, mm, okay, so they are using uh, some electric device to stimulate the prostate. Well... You don't need to use an electric device to stimulate your prostate. We have done two episodes in this show about uh, the prostate uh, and uh, prostate stimulation. Uh, they are both hugely successful episodes uh, of the Love Lab podcast. And so we've covered basically like how your partner can do that. So my suggestion is, if you are experiencing an ejaculation, to try triggering an orgasm slash ejaculation through prostate stimulation. And so your partner could use their finger. That's one way to do it. And we've talked about how to do uh, prostate massage in previous episodes. There are also devices that you can use that are not expensive and they're not crazy uh, you know, electronic gadgets. We have uh, done advertisements for them many times on this show. There's a product that we like called the Aneros, and it's not just one product. It's a series of products. They have multiple different models, but they are specifically designed to stimulate the male prostate, and you can do that uh, on your own, so you don't need somebody else to do it for you. It's specifically designed for you to be able to do it yourself, but a partner can use it as well uh, on you. And, you know, I actually had on, uh, on YouTube somebody commenting on one of our episodes about prostate massage saying that his partner flat out refused to do it for him. And so my suggestion was, okay, number one, have a deep conversation, find out what it is, that, why she refuses to do it. Like there's obviously something in the way. Maybe there's something you can address. Maybe she's afraid of poop or something like that. And there are ways around that. She could use gloves or whatever it is, maybe... Maybe she has some sort of, you know, religious problem with it or, or whatever it is. But, but first have that conversation, find out what's in the way, figure out how you might be able to solve that. And then if not, then simply do it on your own using a device like the Ineros. I'm going to have a lot of links to drop in the show notes. I hope I remember them all uh, from the Ineros to, you know, our programs to, um, uh, previous videos we've done where we go into and podcasts where we go in deeper into all of these things. So, so that's an interesting thing. Uh, hopefully you listen to this episode and you're hearing the segment here on, uh, an ejaculation. I would suggest that you try triggering a prostate orgasm. And what's interesting is, is so a lot of people don't necessarily know, yes, sperm comes from the testicles, 
but the prostate produces prosthetic fluid, which mixes with the sperm, which is, creates what we call semen, which is the mix of both of those things. And so um, there is this idea, and this again comes from like Taoist and Tantric practices of milking the prostate, which is through direct stimulation, you can cause the release of that prosthetic fluid, right? And so hence you could potentially have an ejaculation. It, it, it does work. I can tell you. It works. <laughs> okay, what else? Well, of course, get healthy. We've talked about that many times, the link between your f- overall physical health and all of your uh, sexual dysfunctions. Uh, I al- already mentioned potentially changing your medications. And then, again, if this is more of a psychological thing, because remember, at the end of that list of things that can cause an ejaculation... We had anxiety, depression, fear of pregnancy, relationship problems, and stress. And so, you know, obviously, if you're dealing with high levels of anxiety or depression, I would suggest working with a therapist. If they're kind of lower levels or, you know, it's more of like fear of pregnancy or relationship problems that are getting in the way, then that is absolutely something that I can help you with through coaching. So if those are the reasons for your anejaculation, there are some really great uh, ways that that can be addressed through coaching. Okay, next, delayed ejaculation. All right, so what is delayed ejaculation? So we had anejaculation, you're not ejaculating at all. Delayed ejaculation is simply when a man takes too long to ejaculate. I have actually personally worked with multiple clients who've had what they were self-diagnosing as delayed ejaculation. And I can honestly tell you, in some cases, it was delayed ejaculation. And in some cases, it wasn't delayed ejaculation. It was the perception that their ejaculation was delayed. In other words, they were thinking it was taking too long when really they are actually in quite a sweet spot. So for instance... You know, if a, if a man comes to me and tells me it takes him 30 minutes to ejaculate, I go, lucky you. You didn't have to do any work, <laughs> right? Meaning that you can take a woman to that 20 to 30 minute um, uh, time frame that she needs to have an orgasm. Great. That's amazing. So you're not having any sort of premature ejaculation issues. And yet sometimes men think, well, no, that's too long. And I think the problem is, is that they... They're not thinking of it in terms of when they're having sex with a woman. They're thinking of it of, hey, I'm masturbating, and I have to masturbate for 30 minutes in order to have an ejaculation, and, you know, I don't really want to take 30 minutes. Like, I I get frustrated, and I feel like it's never going to happen, right? Um, But that's a mindset shift. So we'll talk about how to fix it in just a moment. But first, let's talk about what causes it. Age, low testosterone, drinking alcohol, medications infections, nerve issues, lymph node surgery for testicular cancer, depression, unrealistic expectations, performance anxiety, and concern about pregnancy. Again, you're noticing a lot of similar things throughout all of these. And I can assure you that each one of these lists came from its own separate area when researching this specific thing. I didn't just take a general list of sexual dysfunction things and and copy and paste it for every one of these. Um, These are literally what mainstream medical says are the causes. Um, So it's not surprising that there are a lot of similarities here. Okay, so how do you fix it? (coughs) Excuse me. 
How do you fix it? Well, uh, strengthen pelvic floor muscles. That's an important one. Learn relaxation techniques and breathing exercises. These are really important, especially the, the one that you haven't really heard yet so far up to this point is the relaxation techniques. But uh, anxiety and pressure on yourself to have an ejaculation can often cause the exact opposite, which is delayed ejaculation or potentially even an ejaculation. So um, learning relaxation techniques is really critical here. Uh, male vibrators, so that is a way that you could potentially uh, bring yourself to um, uh, an ejaculation faster if you really wanted to. You would also want to check your testosterone and thyroid levels because that can play a factor. Uh, potentially changing your medications, which we've talked about already. Now, <clears throat> here's the one, change your expectations. And this is one I, I clearly remember a particular client I was working with where I can't remember if it was 20 minutes. I think it was around 20 minutes. So he came to me presenting with, hey, I have a delayed ejaculation and I want to solve this problem because, you know, my last partner I was with was getting frustrated because I wasn't ejaculating. And I was like, okay, that's a real concern. That can happen. Uh, so let's talk about it. And then when talking with him, I find out that um, you know, he's, it's only taking 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And so we had to have a really deep conversation about shifting your expectations. And we also had to talk about her because <clears throat> it's pretty rare that a woman wants you to come sooner rather than later, but it does happen. And sometimes there are reasons for that. Sometimes women tie their self-worth, uh, and their sexual ability in, into how quickly they can make a man ejaculate. It's not good, but it happens. And so, you know, one of my questions would be, well, why? Why does she want you to ejaculate so quickly? Wouldn't she enjoy the fact that you're able to take her through multiple waves of pleasure before you get there? So shifting your expectations on that one can often be uh, pretty important as well. And then, of course, working with a coach. So, <clears throat> oh, you know, one thing I did not put on the list here, I'm realizing uh, that I forgot to add to this list, which is um, something that I have seen is often responsible for delayed ejaculation is excessive porn use. And the reason for that can be that porn is so overly stimulating. And guys get so used to these beautiful women with these overly exaggerated bodies, bigger lips, bigger boobs, you know, just everything sculpted potentially through plastic surgery or whatever, but just like these sort of unrealistic ideals. And then the acts that they're performing are often things that the average person maybe doesn't want to perform or like, and, and that, so they, they train their physical body and their psychological mind to uh, be stimulated by those things. And then when those things aren't there, then they're like, eh, they're kind of, they don't, they don't have the same drive, the same attraction. So there, what happens is there becomes a disconnect between the fantasy of the porn and the reality of the person in their life that they're having sex with. And so that can often cause, that can cause uh, erection uh, difficulty problems. Um, that can cause basically everything that we're talking about here, premature ejaculation and ejaculation, delayed ejaculation. And so... Um, 
watching your porn use is actually really important. Usually I recommend that they stop porn use, at least for a period of time until we can get them back on track and get them resensitized again, because they can really become desensitized to what would be normal amounts of stimulation and normal amounts of sex and normal sex acts and normal humans with all of our flaws that we all have, right? Um, so that should also be on the list. And that's all kind of stuff that, you know, in a coaching program, we would work together to do. All right. All right. I got two more to cover and I got not a whole lot of time. So I'm going to go a little bit faster through these. Next is retrograde ejaculation. So retrograde ejaculation happens when the neck of the bladder is unable to close during orgasm. Your bladder is unable to stop backflow, allowing semen to flow back into your bladder. So it's usually caused by alpha blocker medications uh, or surgeries performed on the bladder or prostate that damage the bladder neck. So I have heard some people talk about this in regards to some tantric and Taoist practices of not ejaculating. I'm not sure that that's exactly what really happens in those cases, but it it definitely can happen uh, when you've got issues due to, you know, certain medications or surgeries. So again, what causes it? I'll read you the list. Surgery such as bladder neck surgery, uh, retroperitoneal lymph node dissection surgery after testicular cancer, side effects of certain medications that are used to treat high blood pressure, prostate enlargement, or depression, nerve damage caused by medical conditions such as diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, or a spinal cord injury, surgical removal of the prostate, surgical removal of the bladder, uh, radiation therapy to treat cancer in the pelvic area. So those are a lot of things that can potentially cause that. How do you fix it? Well, you know, some of these things, if you've had removals or nerve damages or things like that, there's, there's not a whole lot that can be done about it. But the good news is, it's not dangerous in any way. So it's not going to harm you if your uh, ejaculation ends up going into your bladder. That's not a problem. Um, and, you know, again, if you're worried about trying to conceive, you want to have children, there are ways to, you know, extract the sperm. So, you know, you can still do that. Uh, if it's a medication side effect, there may be a possibility you could potentially change that. And really, you know, in researching this, the best cure is really prevention. So uh, making sure that, you know, you don't end up having to have these procedures. So again, it's a healthy lifestyle, like, you know, making sure that you don't have to have prostate removal or bladder removal or, you know, I mean, there's some things you just can't avoid, like, you know, even if you live an extremely healthy lifestyle, sometimes you end up getting diseases for unknown reasons and there's nothing you can do about it. But in general, do your best to try to lead a healthy lifestyle so you don't end up in that situation. Um, that That's really the best advice I have for that because, you know, almost... So a lot of times what happens with these things is, you know, like I said, surgery is trauma, right? And so when they're going in to do a prostate uh, removal you know, that also is associated with uh, permanent uh, disability in your ability to uh, achieve an erection because nerve damage happens when they're in there cutting things out, right? And I mean, 
it's unfortunate, but it happens. And so you want to avoid that as best as you can. Okay. Last one for this episode, Peyronie's disease. What is Peyronie's disease? Peyronie's disease is an acquired disorder of scar tissue on the inner lining of the penis, resulting in penile deformity, pain, and sometimes erectile dysfunction. Um, this is an interesting one. I, I think it's another one of those ones that a lot of people haven't really heard of, but I can tell you that over the years, uh, I know for a fact that Celine had worked with several men uh, who had uh, Peroni's disease. And so, uh, you know, if our, if our small coaching practice is representative of the larger population, there's, there's probably a, a few more people out there than you realize uh, suffering from this. I did read a statistic, and you know what? I didn't write it down on here, but it was some something along the lines of like six out of 10 men over a certain age, I don't know if it was over 50-ish or something like that, had some degree of Peroni's disease. I'd have to double check that stat, but I, I do recall uh, reading that uh, when researching this. It wasn't the focus of the episode, but uh, it does give you an idea as to how common it is. Um, so there can be pain associated with Peroni's disease, but, but how do you typically know that you have it? Well, it's because you'll see the penis curve in a certain way and, and or feel a portion of the penis that's kind of hard. So what causes Peroni's disease? Well, they, they don't totally know, but um, they have seen an association with, and I'm not going to pronounce this well, <laughs> Dupuytren's contractures of the hand, which is a disease of collagen uh, that, that they believe has a genetic uh, origin. And so the buildup of scar tissue, uh, and, that, and you know that's something that happens with those contractures uh, in the hands. You get scar tissue uh, that builds up in there. It gets really thick and dense and tight and makes it really hard to move. I've actually, as a rock climber, I've seen quite a few uh, rock climbers, older rock climbers develop that over the years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically, it can affect the um, tissues of the penis as well uh, because it's collagen related. So that's potentially one reason. Uh, trauma, so if you've had trauma to the penis, uh, that damages, again, that penis, that penile tissue, um, that can also cause it. Uh, prostate surgery, <clears throat> and again, diabetes on the list. So uh, those are some things that can cause it. Then the question is always, how do you fix it? Well, if it's due to trauma, you know, like a, what they call a penile fracture, where you literally rupture the, the tissue in the penis, you need to seek medical attention immediately. And sometimes this happens and guys think, oh, it'll just heal on its own. It'll all be fine. Well, it can, and it can heal such that it actually creates a permanent Peyronie's disease uh, disorder. So uh, if you get that addressed right away, you can potentially avoid that. A quick aside, a funny story. I was hanging out on a nude beach one time uh, with a bunch of people, one of which was a longtime friend I'd known for a long time. And this woman comes walking down the beach, and she's, she's somewhat attractive, and, you know, she catches people's attention. He's got his back to her, my, my one friend. And somebody comments. He turns around, he looks at her, and he's like, oh, her? I don't like her. 
And everybody's like, whoa, dude, what's going on here? Like, we don't even know who this person is. Like, what's your problem with her? So we asked him, we're like, what, what's the deal? And he goes, she broke my penis once. <laughs> and we were like, what are you talking about? Turns out they were having sex and, um, you know, as can happen sometimes when you're having vigorous sex. And if, you know, she moves too far and you slip out and she comes down at that wrong moment, bad things can happen. And apparently he did end up with a fracture of the penis and he was not happy about that. And fortunately, it seemed to heal just fine. But that's just kind of a funny aside story. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that's it. General trauma, prostate surgery, diabetes. So how do you fix it? So seek immediate help for penile fracture. Uh, there are potentially some uh, oral medications or injections that might be able to help with it. They've got a new technology now. Uh, this is something that Dr. Brandeis does is the shockwave therapy where they can try to break up that scar tissue. They can potentially do surgery, although I've heard that the success rates on that are not particularly good, but it, maybe if you had it really severe and you could at least correct it, you know, uh, you know a certain percentage, that, that may be worth it. Celine was a big proponent of massage with castor oil. Now, we asked Dr. Brandeis about this on the show, and he kind of just brushed it off and was like, ah, I've not seen any research on that. Well, okay, fair enough, probably because there's never been any research done on it, but uh, castor oil is actually known and recommended in the holistic world uh, for massaging into scars and things like that to promote healing because it helps break down the scar tissue, as does massage itself. And so Celine was a big proponent of using castor oil to massage the penis to help uh, loosen and break up that scar tissue. Um, she had done this with clients in her capacity as a sexological body worker and had good results with it. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that anybody was 100% cured from it, but uh, definitely people saw some relief uh, and saw some uh, straightening. Uh, so... Yeah, that's something that you can do on your own uh, that, that may potentially help. Now, keep in mind, you know, as with anything in that sort of natural realm, you know, these things take time. It's not like you're going to do it two or three times and expect everything to be better. So it's just something that you're going to have to say, all right, I'm going to do this for X number of months or for a year or whatever and see if things gradually improve. They may, they may not, but um, it's something that you could try. All right, there you go. Man, it was a lot of talking. I was even starting to lose my voice. I, I don't normally need water here for these episodes, but that was a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is um, penis problems and penis solutions. I hope that gave you an idea of uh, what the problems are, what causes them, and potentially how to fix them. I've given you a lot of ideas, some that you can do on your own, some that you can work with with your doctor, some that you can do by purchasing uh, our online programs, and some that you can do by working with uh, myself as a coach. So you got lots of potential solutions there. If you're suffering from any of these problems, don't continue to suffer with it. Seek the appropriate help that will work for you. All right, everybody, that's all the time I have for this episode, and I will see you next week.
We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.